0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the holy gospel according to Mark. According to the Lord. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him, and he stayed close to the sea. One of the synagogue officials named Jairus came forward. Seeing him, he fell at his feet and pleaded earnestly with him saying, "My daughter is at the point of death. Please, come lay your hands on her, that she may get well and live. He went off with him, and a large crowd followed him and pressed upon him. There was a woman afflicted with hemorrhages for twelve years. She had suffered greatly at the hands of many doctors and had spent all that she had, yet she was not helped but only grew worse. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. She said, If I but touch his clothes, I shall be cured. Immediately her flow of blood dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Jesus, aware at once the power had gone out from her, turned around in the crowd and asked, Who has touched my clothes? But his disciples said to Jesus, You see how the crowd is pressing upon you, and yet you ask Who, at, who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. The woman, realizing what had happened to her, approached in fear and trembling. She fell down before Jesus and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has saved you. Go in peace and be cured of your affliction. While she was still speaking, people from the synagogue official's house arrived and said, Your daughter has died. What trouble? Why trouble the teacher any longer? Disregarding the message that was reported, Jesus said to the synagogue official, Do not be afraid, just have faith. He did not allow anyone to accompany him inside, except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they arrived at the house of the synagogue official, he caught sight of a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. So he went in and said to them, Why this commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but asleep. And they ridiculed him. Then he put them all out. He took along the child's father and mother and those who were with him and entered the, child, entered the room where the child was. He took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means, Little girl, I say to you, arise. The girl, a child of twelve, arose immediately and walked around. At that they were utterly astounded. He gave strict orders that no one should know this and said that she should be given something to eat. The Gospel of the Lord. Lord In today's Gospel selection, we get uh, a sort of two for one deal. We get two accounts encouraging us to faith in the Lord. One, the raising of Jairus' daughter, and the second, the woman with the hemorrhage. I want to focus upon the latter, the one that kind of interjects itself in the midst of the larger story of Jairus' daughter. The woman with the hemorrhage is indeed um, a person of great faith. She had heard about Jesus. She had tried all the things of the world, tried all the best doctors, all the best Cures that were possibly advisable in the world. And she lost everything she had. She didn't have anything else really. And it says that she only got worse. Her whole situation was disastrous, essentially. But hearing about this Jesus and him coming close. And faith that she goes to him. And it's incredible because. Whereas so many people, I think any one of us. When going before the Lord Jesus I personally, I know, I would look for Jesus to touch me himself. I would want Jesus to lay his hand upon me. I would want to touch Jesus' hand. At best, I would want to hold on to his feet and beg and plead for whatever healing I desired in the moment. But her faith was so great that she said, If I can even just touch his cloak, I know I will be healed. Even just his cloak, his power. And so she goes in the midst of the crowd... And she touches the cloak of Christ. And as St. Mark beautifully points out, Jesus felt the power go forth from him. It wasn't that Jesus felt a tug on his sleeve. He felt something spiritual emanate from him. And he turns around and he inquires, who is it that's touched me? The apostles, as often happens, take it on a literal physical Simple level. They go, Jesus, there are hundreds of people here. Take a pick. They all touched you. They're all you know, jammed up upon you, trying to be able to get close to you. But no, Jesus, no, that, that, this one was different. <laughs> he knew that there was someone of great faith in his midst. And turning to her, he sees her, and she draws close to him and falls at his feet and confesses the whole story. He says, daughter, your faith has saved you. Go in peace and be cured of your affliction. Your faith has saved you. As we listen to our Lord in the scriptures, the reality is that Jesus has power. But that power necessarily requires from us faith. It says elsewhere in the scriptures, whenever Jesus went to his hometown, that he was able to work only a couple of miracles there because of their lack of faith. God himself couldn't even do anything because they wouldn't believe. They couldn't trust. Faith is an essential ingredient to our life in Christ. To be able to to witness the power of God, to experience it within ourselves, we must be people of faith. And faith sometimes invites us to do things that don't really make sense. That's why it's faith. It's a stepping out into the dark, not knowing what exactly is there, but a trust that the Lord is in the midst of whatever it is. The fact that the woman has this great trust in even just being able to touch his cloak, the cloth of Jesus... Tells us something about her faith. And it's not just Jesus' cloth and his cloak. There are other instances in the scriptures and the life of the church where a physical object that was not a person still has power. It's interesting, if you look in the Acts of the Apostles, there's a moment where... Peter is passing through town, and the people bring their, their, their sick and their ill, and, you know, and they lie them on the street, basically on the sidewalk, where Peter is going to walk, trusting that the shadow of Peter will touch them and they will be healed. The shadow of Peter. Not even the hand of Peter, not even his cloak. The shadow of Peter would pass over them and they would be healed. Incredible faith. And it happens today too. The simple reality is that God took on our flesh for a purpose to save us. Jesus became incarnate of the womb of the Virgin Mary, and in doing so, united in a way that we can't understand the human and the divine, the physical and the spiritual, such that now, because of that interaction, because of that incarnation, things of the world, physical, tangible things, can possess in themselves the ability to be conduits of grace, an instrument of divine life. We see it most powerfully and most clearly in the sacraments, as all the sacraments have physical elements to them, whether it's the washing with water or laying on of hands, the giving of bread and wine to be consecrated, The gift of the oil and the majority of the sacraments that we celebrate. All these things, physical signs, visible signs that we can touch, that we can taste, that we can hear. We can see. And importantly, we can feel. All of these things, because Christ took on flesh. These things are instruments by which we are able to touch God himself. Literally, in the Eucharist. We can touch God. The beautiful thing about the church is that she knows our need and our longing for these physical things. The Lord God has given us through Mother Church the gift, not just of the sacraments, but also of sacramentals. Countless physical objects, things, by which we can experience the grace of God. Rosaries, medals, holy cards, chaplets, holy water, blessed salt, icons, images, statues. The blessings that we receive, whether in Mass or outside of Mass. These and many more things are ways by which we can come and hold on to the cloak that we know has power. It is a wonderful gift for us. Sometimes people treat sacramentals as a a sort of magic, like a lucky rabbit's foot. If you hold on to, you know, if you hold on to your rosary, you'll be protected all the time. Not because you have faith, but just because you've got the rosary. And just by by virtue of having the rosary, right? It's a a thought sometimes. I had a friend of mine who often would, you know, the the wearing of the scapular uh, that... That has the assurance of the gift of salvation. If we live the life of faith, that the holy scapula, the brown scapula of Our Lady of Mount Carmel promises us that we will be saved. He refused to take it off when he went to shower because what if I fall in the shower and I'm not wearing it? You know, it was a, a sense in which I and mean, there was a right sense of faith. He had faith, but there was also sometimes that we can add on a little superstition of well, I have to have it physically on me because it's like a magic, a magic trick, right? But that's not at all what the sacraments are. If we treat the sacramentals, if we treat our rosaries, our medals, our uh, our blessed salt and holy water and all these things as magic trick to require nothing of us, they lose their power. But when we use them with faith, they become the cloak of Christ. They become the thing to which we can cling, that we can hold to, that we can look to. That we can honor and reverence. And know that by, te- by clinging to it, we ultimately find the life of God. It requires of us great faith. On a side note. The norm is for us to have sacramentals blessed. Either by a priest or by a deacon. Whenever Christ took on a flesh, it means that, that, that things change. There are two types of blessing, basically, when it comes down to it. You can bless, you can bless something, you can invoke God's blessing upon it, or you can, you can you know, invoke God's blessing in such a way that it consecrates a thing. Uh, so whenever we bless food at our meals, we don't then sit it on a shelf and, you, you know, like, oh, don't eat the food because it's blessed. It's blessed food. You can't eat it, right? That would be foolish of us. Um, you know, and, and so there's a sense in which we ask God's blessing upon something in a temporary manner by which it can be used. Whenever we invoke God's blessing upon sacramentals of the church, we invoke God's blessing upon a person, these things change us. A simple metal becomes, by virtue of this consecration, a holy thing that is used by God as a divine powerhouse. A rosary becomes a weapon of mass destruction, as it would be called. These things have power in themselves because they are consecrated to Christ. So we get our sacramentals blessed. If there's ever a doubt if you have a rosary you're not sure is blessed, I'd be happy to bless them after Mass. It happens quite frequently. It's not, it's, most priests wouldn't even bat an eye a second glance. But it's important for us to recognize these things, that getting a sacramental blessed and having it as an experience of this thing in some way that it can be difficult for us to understand is connected to God, is consecrated to God. Then when I use it, I can touch Christ. But it requires of us faith. And so as we draw close to our Lord today in this great sacrament in Holy Eucharist at this Mass, We ask the Lord Jesus to continue to increase our faith. It seems like a common refrain every other week at this point in the scriptures. The invitation for us is to have faith. And it's because it is so important for us. (coughs) If we treat our things as magic tricks, it removes the relationship with Christ. But to come to them with faith, to cling to our religious items in holiness and in truth with an intense love for Christ in our heart and the knowledge that Christ can do things. He can change things. If we come with that conviction in our heart, miracles happen, and they happen regularly. So it's the invitation, the call to us. So we ask, Lord Jesus, that you would increase our faith as we come to celebrate these sacred mysteries. We ask your blessing upon us as we go through the course of this week, that as we look at so many signs and symbols around us, or within our persons, and our purse, and our wallets, that all of these might be continuous reminders that you are with us. And if we just but have faith, we will continue to heal our hearts into the glory of the kingdom.